Good evening, folks. My name is John, and I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. This is Hovering Over the Deep. Seems to me, as of late, we're starting to see some more high-profile names calling themselves Christian. This isn't really new, actually. As far back as I can remember, you always saw pop stars and celebrities proclaiming the name of Christ for whatever way that's worth. Now, Scripture tells us to test the spirits. That whoever professes the name of Jesus Christ is of the Lord, for even the demons shudder at that. But there's a little bit more to it than just that. It's not really just proclaiming the name Yeshua of Nazareth as the Messiah. It's about understanding who he is and what he did. It's easy to say, well, I read my Bible, and I do the thing, and I am Catholic, Christian. Any idiot can do that. Reminded of Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Johnny Cash. You know, these are men who grew up uh, in the Bible Belt. These are men who grew up in a time where you know, everybody was a Christian. It was just assumed that you were so. Of course, there was the uh, so-called Million Dollar Quartet, if you've ever heard of that, which is really kind of cool to listen to, where uh, I think uh, the four, uh, three of them, and I think there was one more guy who got together, and they had a nice little jam session where they sang gospel music. It's really quite fascinating to listen to. Now, I can't judge these men on their Christianity. I quite frankly don't know them, and to my knowledge, I believe Jerry Lewis is the only one who's alive at this point. So it's not like I can turn around and ask them. But every so often, in pop culture, in the media and whatever, you suddenly have all of these people coming out of the woodwork. Oh, I believe in God. I'm reading my Bible. This, uh, song that Johnny Cash came out with. Uh, Sooner or later, God's going to cut you down. Of course, you have all these celebrities in there. I mean, it was the the who's who of the time. I think Jay-Z was in there in the video, I should say. I think uh, Anthony Kiedis, I think, was in there, or Flea. Maybe it was Iggy Pop I'm thinking of. Uh, I think uh, uh, Elvis Presley's daughter, I can't remember her name, whatever her name happens to be. I think she was in it. I think uh, a few actors and actors. I think uh, what Johnny Depp was in it too. Of course, all these people are, you know, reading the Bible and talking and getting really spiritual and really into it, singing this song about, you know, sooner or later God's going to cut you down. It's always amazing. It's an amazing show of uh, show of something, I guess. One could say it's a humble showing of faith. These men and women who are so wealthy, who live this lifestyle, even they are humbled before God. And this absolutely is true. Sooner or later, God will cut us all down, and we will all be humbled before God. I remember Britney Spears and uh, one of the Jonas Brothers, or all the Jonas Brothers, they all had these purity rings and how they're you know, holding on their virginity until they're married and what have you, and, you know, they're doing it because of their faith, and isn't it great to see them living that Christian lifestyle? Now we're seeing it again a little bit. Starting to see 
well, I guess Kanye West, you know, he's been doing his, uh, his, his church service tours. Starting to hear from it from Justin Bieber. He's going to Hillsong. Heard it from Mel Gibson. Apparently, Mel is so devout that he actually funded the building of the Catholic Church in which he attends. Mark Wahlberg is another one. Comes out talking about his Catholicity, his Catholic faith. Of course, just recently, Shia LaBeouf. And, I don't know if too many people know this one, DJ Khalid came out with a song. It was a remix of one of Kanye West's songs. And one of the vocalists was Eminem rapping, talking about how he needs the Bible. He needs Jesus to chase away all the devils. Surely all the devils that he has invoked. I'm not saying that these people are wrong to say these things. I cannot answer the question whether or not Justin Bieber, Kanye West, Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Mel Gibson, Shia LaBeouf, Mark Wahlberg, pick whichever name you want to who comes out of the woodwork, the majority of country music stars who are all, you know, God, guns, and country, or whatever, God, guns, and family, or some nonsensical thing like that. I can't judge all of them. I don't know them. I, in fact, I can only have a, a cursory look at uh, whatever I happen to read on the internet, whatever gossip rag happens to spout off what nonsense about them. And on one hand, we have these people, like Kanye, like Shia LaBeouf, like Justin Bieber, who are coming out saying, I am a Christian, I am giving my life to Christ. And I think that's important. And a friend of mine who used to be in the industry, he actually used to be fairly high up in the industry for a time. He and I have many conversations. And, you know, one, a while ago we talked about this, and, and, and I remember saying, you know, I, I don't... I, I remember we, we agreed that these people that are coming out of the woodwork... You know, they don't need our condemnation. They don't need, oh, there's Kanye West, there's Justin Bieber. You know, they need help. They need guidance. They need nurturing. They need, you know, some deep spiritual guidance in more than just saying that they're a Christian. And it's easy to say that you're a Christian. It really is. It's, it's not hard. I remember back in the 90s, it's like, oh, I'm a Christian. Of course I'm a Christian. I've talked to people in front of me, who have said to me, of course, I am a Christian. But when I start to talk to them, asking them if they know what it means to be a Christian, do you know what is demanded of you, what is asked of you? Well, more often than not, they look back at me and say, maybe I shouldn't be calling myself a Christian then. And I agree. I absolutely agree. The problem that I have with all of these sudden celebrity proclamations of having a faith in a God or being a Christian is, you know, Christians in the West sometimes tend to be the most good-hearted people, but they're not always 
the most discreet or the, the, the most discerning of people. Sometimes I think people get more excited when you say, oh, you want to be part of our group? Yes, join us. This is wonderful. We're Christians together, and this is great. We can proclaim God's glory. And, and I agree. That's wonderful. But you know, I don't trust anything that comes out of Hollywood at all. Now, you could make the argument that that's the same, that you could make the argument that it's the same thing that was said, that no good can come from Nazareth. And this is true. We have to be very careful with this. And I will admit that I have a bit of a bias towards Hollywood. But, you know, it seems to me that a majority of people, when they come to know Christ, whether it be porn stars, actors and actresses, they, they are suddenly no longer in that sphere of influence that they once were. And bear with me for a minute. Let's, let's talk about Kirk and Candace Cameron. Now, Kirk Cameron used to be like, he was the teen heartthrob. He was going to be the next it boy. And man, he, he was just so good looking. And, and I can't remember the show that he was big in. Um, it was one of those sitcoms. And I can't remember which one it was, but you know, he, he was going to be the next it guy. And his sister, Candace Cameron, she was actually really big in Full House, of course. Most people, I think, remember that. And I think she was in The View, something like that. And Candace Cameron somehow has managed to maintain a, a presence in the spotlight. Kirk, on the other hand, he's kind of gone into the more, the more Christian media, the more Christian uh, types of, of uh, advertising and showmanship, which is fine. I'm not going to begrudge the man for being an actor. I can begrudge him for the Left Behind series because those were pretty rough. But notice the difference. Uh, I think Kevin Sorbo's another one. Jim Caviezel's another one. And I'm just kind of, I'm citing some people that when, when they kind of proclaim a certain faith, they are suddenly no longer welcomed in certain areas. Now, uh, why is that? I, I can't possibly tell you. I mean, is it maybe because they're so obnoxious that nobody wants anything to do with them? I remember uh, Brian Welsh of Corn mentioning this. He mentioned that uh, when he became a Christian, he kind of sort of became obnoxious, and he had to remove himself from corn and from all these places, and he just kind of was trying to sort himself out. And I, I get that. Even recently, he's made some interesting commentary. I think he's kind of toned down his outspokenness a lot of times because it can affect his career. So we kind of have to be careful with these things. But in some cases, and, and, and by the way, I'm not even going to get into the examples of WWE wrestling. <laughs> because all those guys, man, even when I hear the likes of uh, Ted DiBiase or uh, Shawn Michaels. I mean, these men are being interviewed. I, I believe it was Shawn Michaels who was interviewed by Pat Robertson. He was one another one. You know, these men are, are truly coming to a saving grace in Christ, or so they say. But again, there's a removal where they are being pulled away from where they were 
and being placed in some some place new outside of that Hollywood, you know, pop culture place. But then you got the likes of, you know, going back to Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg and Shia LaBeouf. And, and Shia LaBeouf, he's riding high on, on his new Padre Pio uh, biopic and whatnot. And that's kind of cool, I guess. And, you know, I... I, I you know, I see a lot of celebrities getting married after they've been in a movie, too, so there's that. And I don't want to say that Shia LaBeouf is not giving his life to Christ, and I don't want to say that Mark Wahlberg isn't a devout Roman Catholic who truly believes in what the church teaches. I know he had a rough background. I can't speak on Mel Gibson, but, you know, I asked the question then. I ask the question to a lot of these celebrities because I don't know the answer. I don't know if anybody can know the answer unless you're actually with them. You see, you say the name Jesus Christ. You call yourself a Christian. And you name, you start, you start cherry-picking Bible verses and dropping Bible verses for cred. And maybe you get a few tattooed to your face or your arm or your neck or wherever else on your body and you feel great about that. And you do all these things. And it's a nice show. But there's a danger in that because I asked the question, do any of these people actually know what they're talking about? Do they actually know who Jesus Christ is? Oh, sure, you know, he is the man of constant sorrow. We know this. I mean, this is God in the flesh walking through his creation, seeing how far it has fallen from the place, from the office, from the stature that it once was or had the potential to be. And so there is a deep hurt in the Lord's heart, his temporal, physical heart. He suffered greatly for us. Not so that way we can parade around with a flag or hitting people upside the head with a book, but to say, no, repent of your sins, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Cast aside that which you have done. Do these people not know and understand that by virtue of standing on a stage, they are an example that is far louder than any example I ever could be, simply sitting in my room, speaking to you as I am now. Do these people not realize that the disciples that they gather, the people that look up to them, are going to be learning Christianity and knowing Christianity from them? You know, Kanye West, for example, let's go back to this. Sure, him and Kim Kardashian are going through a divorce, I suppose. And I guess they're, they're, they're still married, yet she's got a boyfriend over here or had a boyfriend, and he's got a girlfriend over here who kind of looks like her. And I'm thinking to myself, but you're married. Do you not understand the covenant of marriage? I'm sure that times get tough and it's very difficult, and I hear you and I understand that. I've been there myself. But we do not justify bad action. We do not call that which is morally abhorrent to the Lord. We do not 
try to use other people to get back at one another by saying, well, if you have a boyfriend, I'm going to get a girlfriend and we'll call it a day. That's not how this works. When Mel Gibson goes on a drunken uh, rant because he's getting pulled over, ask, Mel, what are you doing? Now, of course, that was a long time ago. And my understanding is he has repented of that. But then again, how many, how many children out of wedlock does the man have? Has he repented of that? I'm sure he's a good father. I'm sure he pays for all of this. And I'm sure he supports his family, such as it is. But what does it actually mean as a Christian to do these things? Do you not realize that you are merely using the Lord and redemption and the sacrifice as an aesthetic? I don't want to look at Kanye and say, Kanye, you call yourself a Christian, but yet some of the things that you're doing are absolutely not Christ-like. Well, only God can judge me. No, no, no. Remember, it wasn't the Bible that said that. That was Tupac. We're, we're, we're called to hold each other accountable. Justin Bieber, I understand that the music that you make is pop music, and I'm not expecting you to start writing flighty you know, gospel love songs, praise and worship music. I'm not expecting that at all. But son, could you have a little bit of taste? A little bit of tact, maybe a little bit more than just like the the lowbrow nonsense that you're coming out with. I don't get it. You know, when I came to the saving grace of Christ, and it's taken me a long time, I have to clean up my language, I have to clean up my act, I have to clean up who I am. Yes, I say a lot of things. Sometimes I use crass and vulgar things to make a holy and just point. Sometimes it's the only thing that people understand. But it always goes back to Christ. It always goes back to the Lord. To say, this is where we were, but this is where we ought be. Let me be a living dichotomy of who I was. And let me show you who I am now. I am concerned that when I hear Eminem rapping about the Bible, rapping about his need for Jesus, I hope he does come to truly know the Lord. But he's rapping about things, and then he's living a lifestyle that seems counterintuitive to that. Is he doing it just for money? For street cred? For fame? For fortune? Does he understand the responsibility that he has for the people that he is discipling, as it were? Yes. By virtue of me opening my mouth and speaking on a microphone and actually being bold enough to proclaim what I am saying to whomever is listening, yes, I have a responsibility. I take it very seriously. Whether it be one, 100, 1,000, or 100,000, it doesn't really matter. I have to be responsible. I have to be cautious. And from my observation, all of these people that are coming out proclaiming faith in Christ, I'm not entirely sure they know exactly what they're talking about. I think they have an idea, to an extent, perhaps, of what they'd like to think it means. But do they actually, deep down inside, know what it means? 
are they just caught up in the pageantry of the Latin Mass, which is beautiful? Are they just caught up in the aesthetic appeal of the Bible because it's ancient and holy? Well, if that's the case, then the Lord will say, many will come to me in the end of days and say, Lord, Lord, did we not drive out demons in your name? Did we not prophesy in your name? And the Lord will say, I do not know you because you did not do the will of the Father. And what is that will? To repent. To go out and sin no more. I'm not saying you need to make a mockery of it or a spectacle of it. I'm not saying that you need to start, you know, giving to this or that charitable organization. But we are known by our actions, our words, our deeds. We are known by how we walk humbly, but forthright. We are known by the words that come out of our mouths. And I know there's a lot of things that are said about me online. I know, I know, I'm aware of it. And for the most part, I can, I can shed light to some context to a lot of it. And a lot of what I say in private conversation to outside ears after it's been traveled down a line through third party before it finally gets to somebody who decides to say something negative about me. There's a great deal of context and so I have to be extra cautious and diligent. And I will admit, I have failed at points in that. I have. But do these people who are professing faith in Christ, do they actually know who Christ is? And have they actually given up that which they are supposed to be repenting of? Are they giving themselves up to the Lord? I don't know. I can't answer that. I hope for them. I hope that it is more than just the, the lust for that pageantry, that desire for the, the, the seeming antiquity. I hope that it is more than that. But the downside of all of this is that the damage that these people could do is great. We're already seeing many, many people who are accepting a false gospel, a gospel that is untrue. A gospel that has no notion of sin or repentance of sins or reconciliation with the Creator. We are seeing this gospel today. Interestingly, I talked to two Muslim men not too long ago, and they said these things that we are seeing for you, we worry for you. We worry for you. We're able to keep some of these things under the table, and we recognize that they're trying to creep up on top of our table. But you, Christian, there are many things that are coming out of the woodwork, and we don't understand it. We're foreigners, and we're seeing this terrible thing happen. Yes, we disagree on a lot of things, sure. But, but there's some basics that we absolutely agree on. And these two men said, keep what you are doing, keep speaking this truth that you have learned, that, that, that God has revealed to you. Yeah, we're going to disagree on a lot of things, but on the general basics, and I mean the general basics, serving the Lord, do unto others you have them do unto you, 
we're going to very much disagree on Christ. We're going to disagree on Muhammad. But realistically speaking, we are by and large going to agree on the basics of morality. But these people that are promulgating faith, these people that are promulgating a gospel of just aesthetic value, these are the people, these are the, these are the wolves in sheep's clothing. These are the poison pills in the church that we got to watch out for. So, what I'm saying is that just because somebody's saying, Lord, Lord, approach it with a little bit of discretion. Approach it with a little bit of humility. Test the spirits. It's not good enough to say, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I mean, that's a start. But what about Jesus do you believe? Because even the Muslims believe that Jesus is a prophet. They don't believe that he is God. They don't believe that he is Lord of the Sabbath. But even they believe in him and his teachings without getting into it. So do the Mormons, effectively. But they don't believe in who he said he was. They don't... They, they, they take an interpretation that is heretical. So Job's witness are the same way. So when somebody asks you, when somebody tells you, yes, I'm a Christian, what do you mean by that, please? Could you please explain to me what it means to be a Christian? Do you even know? Let us pray for these people who are on these pedestals when the spotlight is on them. Let us pray for them. If you're in that area, I hope you have the opportunity to maybe minister and mentor to them in truth. But we must be cautious in these days. We must be cautious and diligent. Because if not, we will let more cracks in the foundation of our orthodoxy and our orthopraxy form. More divisions will come. And it will be harder to tell friend from foe. And a startling thought occurred to me a few years ago that it used to be you could just say, I'm a Christian, and it, it was implied what was meant. Now, today, now you have to ask, what kind of Christian are you? And what does it mean to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, risen Messiah? What does that mean? And who is he? And can you answer that? These are the things, folks, that we must be cognizant of. These are the things that we must be paying attention to. Well, I hope you got something out of this. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, I do appreciate the time. Try to be succinct. I try to be clear. Try to be interesting. But as always, until next time, folks, I bid you good day, and as always, God bless.